This is Ben C. on Griper, 718-339-6020. It's Monday morning around 9 o'clock. And on Sunday, it will be replayed at 5 p.m. And again, anyone who wants to hear it talk again, 718-506-9099, extension 31. And also the text, comments, recommendations. 347-927-8398. And also we have now <clears throat> email a person get a, a book called Diamond Polishing with some videos or old talks. And that's www.jroot R O R O O T Radio.com. www.jrootradio.com. Today, again, we always just mention safety. It's important, again, during the summertime, the hot weather. Easy to get burned too a little bit. Also, there's little bug, bugs around, flying things around, mosquitoes, etc. And a person has to be, again, very, very careful crossing the street. Don't go to the corner of the concrete weight few feet away, and again, the buses are coming to pick up children for camps, so far so good, but be very, very careful, upstate too, letting the children run around still, should be in an area that is fenced off, even the fences are far away, I know of times children have snuck underneath and snuck underneath, so again, just keep the idea of safety in one's head in the house, in the streets, and upstate. But today, Laser Ginsburg spoke on Shabbos concerning an important Indian. Especially it's been on the news and around. And we're going to begin with a Pusik where it said, um, Kilo Nachash Beyakov Kesem Be Israel. So Bilam said to Bolach, who was a master of witchcraft, these people don't follow witchcraft. They don't follow any of that stuff. The shtuck, who was in your face, Bilam, Bilam gave it to Bolach. And we'll see, they mean a lot deeper, these words. For Hashem mentions, seeing the Rashi, on the comment that for there is no like witchcraft among these people with Yaakov, it says, for they are worthy <clears throat> of receiving blessing since they are not among these witchcraft and diviners. And it continues the Rashi, in time it will be said unto Yaakov. The Rashi says, there is yet destined to be a time like this when there will be revealed Hashem's love for the people to all the eyes of the world. It will be revealed one day to all the people of the world, when they will sit, with mean the people, chosen people will sit before Akadosh Baruch Hu. There'll be a time, we'll be, and will learn the Torah from Hashem's mouth. And the continued, continuing, Rashi says it's going to be when we're on Earth in this world, not Olam Abba, not the world to come. Will be a, a time. 
not future time, a time when we're sitting on this earth, my guess when Mashiach comes, that everything will be revealed and Hashem will teach Torah to the people. The Blaze said the Torah is a big Torah, but one Torah is going to be taught, the Torah, for example, of the Holocaust. The Holocaust that in every prat, every detail what happened to each person, each community will be clear. Hashem will make it clear how everything was done at every second to every person was the perfect thing to be done. And will be explained in the clarity where there will be truth. And a person will see the truth. And understand that it was so-called the best thing at the best time and good for that person and good for everyone. I'm saying words here. Because to us, it's... We don't get it. And there'll be a time also... It recently happened to the three boys in Irish Trail... It'll be a sheer on that. Hashem's going to give a talk about the three boys. Why, when, how, but every prat, every detail. So a person has to know that in our own lives, there'll be that Torah also. Because the Ramillah used to say, everyone has his own Torah. Lazarus too said, your own Torah, what you do in this world is your own Torah. It's written down. Torah Chaim and Torah Yitzchok, and you have your own Torah of Chaya, Sora, everyone has their own Torah. And it will be revealed every little prat, every little pain, every little time, big time you got yelled at, etc., etc. So that's one prat we're going to look at today. There will be a time that will be revealed to each one of us. So therefore, we're living that time now because this time will be replayed. And that the hardest times, like the Holocaust and all the Holocaust throughout the ages, and everyone's personal, sometimes Holocaust, and tragedies will be explained in detail. In detail. But another concept is, Ramil used to say, after 120, maybe before now, Reveal to a person all the benefits you had. Did you use your mouth the way it should have been used? Did you appreciate having a mouth and having eyes? I'm going to go over this in a little while. Did you utilize that when you ate to thank Hashem? Did you utilize you had a home to thank Hashem? There's so much that we have, we're being tested daily. The 99% of our day is so-called monotonous that the body doesn't hurt. And things move along. And that will also be revealed to us. And what's going to happen with that, we have to understand, just like a person will be so-called punished certain errors, but here too a person who learns to utilize and succeed over obstacles, hard ones, and even we just said the idea of appreciation, that person will see Tremendous castles and monuments and stars all in his favor, all saying this man, this woman was great. 
There's a lot people are accomplishing. So Avram Avinu says they received all the rewards of the generations before him. Is that possible? Because things they didn't do, they didn't accomplish. He had to be the one, the person in the desert, the person to stick up, you know, go up to the plate. And us too. We have to understand, we, there's so much we're doing and have to do, and it's not just for ourselves. It's like double, triple, quadruple that's for the planet Earth. So the first aspect we'd like to look at is the idea of appreciation. The idea that we can get into a, a system, a system of walking and talking, a system of appreciation. And again, it will be revealed one day, all these benefits Hashem has given us, and that test to see if we passed or not. And that if we pass these everyday tests, the reward is great now. It leads to manuvas and nefesh, calmness of mind, positive attitude, real attitude, realistic attitude, a full perspective of life. So on tape 338, the Rav said a credible one-liner passing, but after listening to a hundred times, you finally hear this one this point, the Rav said, appreciate what you have while you have it. So right now, if you're in a car, in your home, in the office, appreciate what you have while you have it. You have a car. You have eyes that you're seeing very clearly. And you have hand to hold on to the wheel. And your feet are working. I was listening to this the other day and a person, an older man, went by in a wheelchair. I hit my own leg. I had a gripe. But look at, appreciate what you have while you have it. I have legs. Able to walk. Eyes able to see. And a person now listening in the warmth or the coolness of your home. Same thing. Appreciate what you have while you have it. And a person can start a whole daily routine, a daily way of thinking. I can mention to someone asked Red Miller concerning, is there such a thing as thinking too much? And I was ready for yes. Rebbe said, no. If you're thinking the right thoughts, I was above his thoughts. And here... Appreciate what you have while you have it. So we can start a little bit with the morning wake up, even though we're beyond that at this time. That you woke up. And Modani. And you're a little tired, a little cranky, a little achy. But you get up, take a breath. And the breath, appreciate what you have while you have it. You have a bed. You have a place to live. If you have air conditioner, go over and keep stopping yourself. And the more and more during the day you stop and think, appreciate what I have while I have it, that moment will be real. Then going to the basic to the bathroom, 
I remember an older man years ago couldn't go. And a person, Asher Yotzar. But these are things, appreciate what you have while you have it. And some people lost something for a while, had a broken bone, and all of a sudden have it now. So let's continue our day. And again, we mentioned as you walk, bottom of your feet, appreciate what you have while you have it. Feet are walking and no pain. It's okay. It's the real world. And Hashem, after 120, like I said, even before 120, is going to ask and reveal the Torah. Did you thank me for your feet that were able to do mitzvahs, able to run here, able to run there? And you can move up your body. That's healthy. Your chest, your shoulders, your eyes. Especially in summertime, the blue, beautiful blue sky and white clouds and, and the birds singing. The ears are working too. The person who came to the house, the Shabbos, sweetest man, but wasn't able to hear. And, and you saw and you felt it. But he has other things, able to see. Very sweet. He was happy. So he's looking at a while, appreciate what he has while he has it, whatever he has. Important thing. And then we could appreciate as we walk to the street, walk into the street. And we're going to basic nesting in the morning to daven, to learn. Safe streets most of us walk around in. You know what that is, safe streets? There are many times there weren't safe streets for us. And today, too, there's many times it's not safe streets for us. Many of the streets, a person walks around 10 o'clock at night. It's a different, especially on weekends, it's a different street than 10 o'clock at night during the regular weekday. People are working. So appreciate that you have, so, you have streets and generally nice people. You go to shul, yeshiva. Yaakov, you have nice people, nice people. Go to a grocery store. Usually they're nice people. You feel nice people. Appreciate what you have while you have it. You're able to go to a grocery store. And it's not having this money. They use credit. But the big thing to appreciate what we have. You're able to go to a grocery store and get almost anything you want. The big stores, pomegranates and other stores that are bigger. That you can get food, any food you want, almost any time. It might be a time to come in the future that when you're 119 years old, your teeth aren't working so well. Now this week I was cleaning before Shabbos, and sometimes I get a little tired. Wait a second. Appreciate what I have while I have it. Do it with energy, with happy thoughts. A person's older be person would be sitting there watching everyone else do it and wish he was able to get up there and scrub that floor and make that table and et cetera, et cetera. So there's a walk we have to have, a walk and a talk, a new mantra we call it. And we don't call it. You walk in the street and you go to work. Work is hard, it's hard, and it's testing and money is hard. But on the way you say, I appreciate what I have while I have it. I have a job at least. Hey, it's hard. It's hard. Beyond hard. What I have while I have it. Shem's giving me the opportunity to work so I can pay the rent. And at work, it's going to be 
difficult. And woman during the day, getting the children up in the morning. You have to say, appreciate what I have while I have it before <laughs> the chaos and the morning starts. But the attitudes, you start off with kissing everyone. And this way, we'll see that our test in life and the hardship in the morning with the children, our own getting up, our own bus trip, from teenagers to children to parents, grandparents, this test. But if we look at it as first, Hashem is giving us at this moment a, a blessing, a blessing. Most of the day is not emergency. Most of the day is not high, high tension. Most of the day is pretty level-headed. Even at work, there are moments and moments, but the person can constantly just keep focused from the beginning to end, first on his work, but before that, and at moments, remember what you have while you have it. And the person who has suppers, after supper with the family, enjoy the moments. Even everyone's jumping around a little bit. Appreciate what you have while you have it. I mean, I was a wife, going to details with this stuff. A friend whose wife just passed away. I remember my comment. I remember when I came, I used to come into the house and she was do, being doing dishes and simple little things. Now she's not there anymore. But while you have it, while you have it, focus, start looking, and you're going to see things that your wife does. And you take for granted top to bottom, bottom to top, sideways. And the husband, too, who works all day. There's ways to get to the husband. <clears throat> By appreciating, even though some couples are different, she wants things today, and he takes weeks to get there. So we'll get to these points. person has to learn how to accept, but don't take away that eventually he's paying the bill. And don't take away from your wife. She wants things to be done. It's a big yesoid. To work on appreciating, appreciating what you have while you have it. Going into the evening times. We're pretty safe. It's an incredible thing. You don't have to worry to go to shul at night. All the time to walk around at night. He says, something to think about. And I'm only mentioning a handful of things. Everyone has their own, own thankful moments. And we're going to be tested and asked about utilizing this, that you enjoy being alive. Because the person who has these thoughts and these feelings will do more, will utilize the eyes better. Because he's learning. I have eyes to learn. Ears to hear. I'll hear Moshirim. I'll hear other people. I'll listen to other people. There's so much we have. So that's one major test concerning appreciate what you have while you have it. And person as children, same thing. Think, think, think. You're walking with your son, walking with your daughter. Listen, appreciate what you have while you have. You'll see your days 
will be more successful, more constructive. You're giving Hashem so-called a chance. You're showing that you're looking at the total perspective of your life and of the world. And that's going to be part of the picture, part of the movie we're going to see of ourselves, of the Torah Hashem is going to reveal to us. We appreciate it and how we utilize it. That's one major aspect we're going to look at. Another aspect, it deals with the Rub's commandment when it comes to marriage the other way now. Sometimes we are tested. Now we think we just mentioned Shem's going to give a whole Torah on the Holocaust and a whole Torah on these big, traumatic situations. But also there's going to be revealed to us why we got every yell, while every mean word was said to us, while every patch was given us. And this is something we also have to use our seichel. And the Rav had a commandment. I'm going to say it's number six. Let mean words pass over. This is a very, very crucial, crucial commandment. And it's one that will help us, again, when it's revealed our, our life stories and why things happen, how we respond is crucial. I had the unfortunate opportunity to listen to a text or see a text back and forth between a husband and wife. And there was one mean word. And I, I saw that, I said to myself, now, when someone's upset, you'll see... Emily used to say that many mean words are said are not meant so seriously. They're said at the moment, emotional, but most mean words we have to let pass by. This is, a, this is much harder for our generation than when the Rav came out with the tape 620, Ten Commandments of Marriage. And it was harder then than 20 years before. Because the more the generations go back, a woman would know her husband's mishagas, and the husband would know a lady's mishagas, and they, they bumped, they bumped, but it was not catastrophic. Today, uh, a yell, a boo, with all these words that go into our heads, you know, the abuse and emotional and physical and everything is blown way, way big. Not that it's not big, and also dealt with with since we're so sensitive and unfortunately used to yes, 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 so the opposite is hard, and sometimes we can't take so the letting of mean words pass by is a big thing, and it's one of the things going to be revealed to us in the future, how you dealt with other people's quick tongue, sharp tongues, 
And that's the major part of a, a person's life is the reaction to all these stimuli, especially to people who say things. And the Rebbe used to say that in married life, it happens more than almost any other place. You encounter each other when you walk into the house, go to the dinner table, sit on the couch, and 10, 20 times you encounters husband and wife. And many times there's a slip and a mean word. You always, you're late again. I'm a single parent. Even though a man comes all after 12 hours of work. And we, words that are said that are sharp, my way or the highway. No. And how come this is not ready yet? Where's supper? Where's the laundry? There, there are words that, and after you work very hard your day, and the words are hard, like, you, mean, you don't think I did anything that today? So the sharp words are difficult. I mentioned this text I saw, and I said to myself, if at any moment, as soon as I saw the first, read the first line with a harsh word, the person was angry. At that moment, the other one would have said something. I'm either three things: sorry, try to be silent, and I usually wouldn't work here. Validate, I hear. And then she says it, or he says it again. Yes, I, here I have to work harder. And it would dissipate it and left in a few minutes. But instead, the response, how could you say this to me? And you did this, and the text, fortunately, went longer than it should have. But if a person is bright enough to understand, let mean words pass over. Because most of the time, it's not meant to really destroy, it's out of frustration. So let mean words pass by. Do not pay attention. Doesn't mean just keep quiet. You can keep quiet and it works fine. Many times mean words are said in passing. So those words you could hear and just let it go. Sometimes it's right to your face. It's a little harder. Don't pay attention to the means words per se. Because a couple of minutes later, many times, she'll say a nice word. Or he'll come and say a nice word. But if you get attached to this emotional, antagonistic word, and we react the same way, it's one of the biggest causes of destruction. What happens is one thing leads to another and another and another. So the smart one is to let mean words pass by. Like I said, it's so difficult today, but you'll see, you'll see after a while. First of all, many times the mean words are said in the same circumstances each time. Just recently, man told me he comes home. They were supposed to go to his in-laws. But he was so exhausted. He said, honey, honey, maybe we can stay home. And she said, strong, no, I have to go to my parents. And at that moment, there were two strong feelings. 
So a person who knows, and I'm, I spoke to these people, and this same argument happens over and over with different people, different colors. And after a while, you see it's the same argument. He's trying to fit his square into her circle, but he doesn't understand. He says, she doesn't understand me. I had a hard week. Doesn't she understand I want to stay home? And she says, I have to go to my mother. I had a hard week too. It's important for me to go to my mother. For some reason, not able to look beyond at the other. Or he always gets his way. She always gets her way. But the mean word that said that, nope, go to my mother. Or you don't know my feelings. So what happens is it creates more. Many of the situations between couples, if you have a time to go back and look, you'll see the foundations to the argument are very much the same. Another couple, first group I told you, Brokish Shem, they're coming along, but we, the arguments are very much the same. Another couple, he's very slow in paying the bills. He eventually does it. And she needs everything paid, you know, right right away. And this is cause that everything in their marriage is colored because of it. Because every other week she has an emergency. And by the time he gets around to doing it, she forgets to say thank you already because she had an, enough Agmas Nefesh. And what happens is this becomes a primary weekly activity. And the mean words flow, instead of trying to find a sure a way for her to understand he's going to be delayed, she could ask, maybe she should take over here, she could take over here, are you going to need a rabbi maybe to help you, and he has to also maybe, she should say, listen, here's a, here's a list, things have to be done, maybe he forgets, or some sort of way to realize, because what happens is they get... It becomes emotional. Mean words are said. You always forget, and and you never say thank you. And both feel hurt. And then instead of letting the mean word go by, you know, he said you don't you don't appreciate it. So she can respond, not take it. Let me see where he's coming from. Let me see where he's coming from. Even though he drove me crazy for a month not paying the bill, he's going from his way of thinking, he eventually paid it. So maybe she has to somehow learn how to say thank you, and big, sweet, glamorous thank you. But the same hand, figure out a way, hopefully, to make things a little quicker. And he also. And she says mean words to him. No, he's late. He's never home. And then one thing leads to another. If he could also realize she needs things a certain way, not take her mean words seriously, and again respond by even being quiet, sorries or validate what she's saying, and later on think, think, how can I improve the situation or avoid this mock locus? And many times it's not over things that are major parts of a relationship. Remember, used to say there's some things that are that 
big, big red lights go up. For example, a man's refusing to work. He acts like he's looking for work. If a man's worked and lost a job and is trying, it's different. Everyone has to chip in. But, okay. Or decides Shabbos I'll be a little lazy. Or there's people involved. Among us and not the, but people involved alcohol, other things. People might be involved in gambling out there. So these things are big things. But these have to be addressed. The men have Heptinus also on his lady too. In certain areas dealing with immoral, immoral, other things. Who knows what he might have. And these are rare cases, but the point is there are cases where the problem is big, big time problem. Big, big time problem, and a person needs help there. That's what we always say, say, look, a rub, husband and wife should have a rub. If you're 50 years married, get one now. And <clears throat> then it's workable. But 99% of the arguments are over, just, we like this this way, we like it this way, I need this now, I need this now. And if we really look at it, the mean words are coming out of these situations. Not saying they're not serious, but not serious enough to cause constant fighting, constant... Difficulties and eventually something has to show them a breakup. These are not the reasons, but we can't hear this today. That's why these, this is a very hard topic to let mean words fly by, let mean words pass by. Because a parent has to learn, has to learn certain mean words from children pass by, teenagers pass by. It's a different generation. Not that you're going to let people get away with things. But you have to learn how mean words are said certain times emotionally. You might have to pull the child later on aside and talk nicely. You have to see the confrontation, one mean word. How can you speak like that? And the adrenaline is going, then there's no conversation anymore. So the person has to learn what to talk, how to react. So let mean words, harsh words, negative words, disheartening words, negative, like I said, let them pass by. We have to see how, how then to deal with it. And <clears throat> they're upset because these are not the foundation and the principles of marriage. Many a time, the arguments. Another couple, he was a little sloppy. She was neat. And every night, she expects him to stay up to help clean. And he was too tired. And again, mean words. You're sloppy. You don't help me ever. And he was a little ripe because he had to wake up early in the morning. And he would come back and say, you're too finicky, etc. And the mean words would go back and forth until they learned to validate each other, to listen a little bit. Let the mean words at the moment pass by. But don't take everything in the face value. Again, many words just fly by and can just fly by. 
But the moment you have to use your seichel, not your emotions, for the reaction. You can think later on, like we said, on how to deal with it in a further point. Where to go from here. What help to get. But it should not be cause, should not cause a riff, should not cause a breakup. Another topic is money. Many times husbands feel the wife's spending too much. But she's building for the security of the home. And sometimes the wife feels he's too stingy. And what happens back and forth, again, there needs to be an education over here. To try to understand one's lady, understand one's man, and again, how to work. But at the moment, to micromanage and look over everything your wife spends. Or to say, I don't care, I need this. Not think about the husband's attitude. Sometimes men have different attitudes with money. Most are pretty, most are pretty aware of it, and it's hard to deal with money going out of the bank. But there's levels. Some men are more okay. Some are more accepting. Some are more tolerant. Some are get that I can't do anything anyway. <clears throat> and some men bothers to no end. They were brought up, or they are very finicky, very medoctic, every penny. So a woman has to know her man. You know, he's like that. So I know I have to spend for certain things. No matter what, it's gonna, it might bother him. But let me see how I can show him. That I'm being careful. You don't have to be fahesia. Open. You try to show him. With more extra thank yous. More extra affection. There's ways a lady could deal with a man who's so-called a tightwad. He just... and Somebody is a mahus. A person. Some people... There's a difference in inside. Not everyone's the same. And some people have ladies. Same thing. Who like buying nice things. Some don't like nice things. But buy... A, Spend a lot of money on food. More money on food, maybe. I know sometimes Shabbos parties, <laughs> there's enough candy for the next, you know, three, three months. Yet, we have to know our lady and know how to deal and how to talk and what to do. But most of this is not, does not need mean words. And a person has to learn how to look over, especially there are times, sometimes in the morning, Sometimes you walk home at night. There's, there's times that are set for mean words. Probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest, <clears throat> they have the full day of work. Full day of work for the husband and the wife. Walks in 6, 7 o'clock. That is the moment of the mean word. Look what happened today to me. How come you're not home earlier? Had a hard day. His mean word is, worry, don't worry, be okay. That's like a thing. I am not listening to you at all. The mean words can be very subtle, but they're not listening is sometimes harder than <clears throat> harsher words. Than, well, keep quiet is pretty serious too. But the point is that encounter, men who are smart on the way home try to relax, try to get a little donut, something to relax themselves, calm themselves down. When they come home, they walk home thinking about the goodness of their wives and they walk home with a, a creative, I'm going to create the situation, not be created. And he walks in the house and he's ready to get bopped a little bit. So one bump, one side, one bump, on the other side, they even out. And you walk in and you're ready to help. 
And in order, positive, constructive attitude, a listening, a feeling attitude, sensitive attitude, <clears throat> it will help. And it will be felt. As we mentioned in the morning, a nice letter in the morning, a nice phone call during the day when you come home. You can create your situation. But that is the time of mean words. It can be one of the biggest, if not the biggest time of mean words. <clears throat> and the other hand, the wife. And the story of the wife, the wife who, husband came home, grumpy, mean, came in, walked out, wasn't involved with the children, etc., etc. And yet, one day she decided, okay, I got some watermelon, <clears throat> a little spread for him, let him come home, relaxed. And then came home, she called me. Miracles, magic. He was calm. He spent time, he went to learn, he came home early, spent time with the children. So again, the mean words, like like we, we know the circumstances many times, and we know the topics many times, so they can be avoided. And second, when mean words are say, try to let them pass by. It hurts but no, the other person's going through something. Going through something. Some sort of pain, frustration, misery. You're dealing with someone going through a certain pain now. So how do you deal with someone with pain? Don't worry about it. How do you talk to me like that? You don't. So by avoiding <clears throat> confrontation and letting mean words pass by, the Gemara Sanhedrin says, a hundred evils will pass you away. A hundred evils will pass you away. So it's crucial that we work on a program, a program that is constructive, a program that will help us deal with these hard Difficult situations. My brother once told a story, very sad story, of a group of boys went on a Chalamoy trip, and a 17 year old boy was with younger boys, and there was someone who started criticizing another teenager, um, certain teenager from somewhere else from, from a different I guess a different people you know vicious type of person certain what public school they went to but it was a pretty rough group but it, mimicking the boys and saying Jew this Jew that yamaka yamaka who, who knows what so he Instead of letting, letting mean words pass by and walk quickly away, he decided to stop. Went to his car, got chuck sticks, certain stick. He said, are you going to show? You don't talk to me like this. Unfortunately, they went into their car and took out a bat. And he's not here anymore. And they went to the court. Who said court is no place for vengeance. Eventually, these boys got off. But the point is, 
have to learn how to let mean words pass by. See, most times they're very temporary. And even when someone says, I, the worst, the worst words, and I want out, and I'm running here, and I'm going there, and et cetera, et cetera. If you could somehow suck it in, and let the mean words pass by, and if you have to do stories, validate, we're going to see someone now, or whatever it takes. I'm talking about the worst scenarios, but most of the everyday situations a person can let mean words fly by. Then when a person, we mentioned in the Pasha, when Shem reveals himself to us, and he gives us a sheer, either one sheer might be in the Holocaust, why this happened, one of the three boys, but one of the shears is going to be on our lives. And not just the, the very, very hard situation when someone's in the hospital, or difficulty, child, or birth, or marriage, or shaduchum, there's a lot of serious things. But many times, situations you're going to see were sent to you. So what is said in mean word? Different level of mean words. That was you attest. Are you going to pass it or not? Will be a big thing. And just uh, maybe mention how we can have a constructive way to deal with the difficult situations. You always mentioned about, <clears throat> about keeping routines. So it's an important thing, and this can mix the first part, where a person is going, it's going to be revealed all the benefits Hashem gave you. And your response, for example, that we have to appreciate what we have while we have it. So it's important that we can utilize that thought, thought to help with dealing with mean words. If we could begin in the morning, a routine, the husband and wife routine, there'll be a note to each other, appreciate what you have while you have it, a wife. A husband, a wife could sneak in a little something in his wallet. I have a nice day to create. It's a misfit to make a person happy. That will help you to appreciate while you have, while you have it, and also your husband and wife to appreciate what they have while they have it. It's, it's a blessing. Blessing to be married. Marriage is work, work. There are obstacles. There's work, ups and downs. People had ups and downs before marriage and ups and downs after marriage, but now you have someone to blame. The same is ups and downs before, ups and downs after. So a person can start the routine to appreciate what you have while you have it, and you'll see those, that, that little medicine that will help soothe the wounds or the difficult day of your wife or husband will help Dispel, help, lower the mean words. And then the response you'll see, the mean words will come, maybe out of frustration, but not again over critical things. 99% of the mean words are not catastrophic and not emergencies. 
And if a person knows how, second little routine. A day, a daily call to each other. It's nice to speak on the phone. And again, who can do more for the other? I just went to a chasana. So I said, your argument should be who could do more for the other. No, I want you, I want to do this for you. No, I'll get this for you. To get into the routine of when you give, you create your own feeling for the other person. They're routines. <clears throat> and we mentioned, again, the hardest one is when you come home. So a man could have a routine. He'd be, pair, be prepared before he walks into the house. Like we said, with a donor to come, this is a minor creative attitude. Like born again, you have to act like the morning just started. You come in ready, tell let the wife sit down, make her a tea. You set the table with that attitude. And she, on the other hand, has the attitude of he might come in grumpy, he might say something mean. He may say, What'd you spend on this? What'd you do this? So he comes in and realize these words, the mean words pass by. Try to suck it in or let them pass by. Later on, you have to think about it and grind and discuss uh, with yourself and how, how to figure out. But at the moment, <clears throat> we mentioned a little cut watermelon, something made for him, a little hello and nice to see you. I know you had a hard day. Give him some space. <clears throat> Even though you say to yourself, use lazy bones or whatever you want to say, you'll see a different husband. So you can create a situation to appreciate while you have what you, <clears throat> what you have while you have it. Husband and wife, children, parents, parents, children to parents too. That parents is a big thing today. It's a security, tremendous security. Children who have parents, and this is something. Appreciate what you have while you have it. Many times I see some bickering. <clears throat> the parents are trying to be sincere. <clears throat> Hashem sets it up that the children will get the good of each parent. Even sometimes they don't see the good in each other so much. But the children will get the good in each parent. And a child has to be appreciative. Appreciate what you have while you have it, parents. Grandparents, appreciate what you have while you have it. Brothers and sisters. Think, 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 think. People don't have this, don't have that. And everyone has something. But it's another thing to appreciate. <clears throat> that it will help when mean words are said, that he, he will calm her down by being a listener, wanting to help. And she could do the same the other way. And another way to... Try to appreciate while you have, while you have it. If a husband and wife, or even parent and children, children and parents, take a walk with each other. <clears throat> and a walk just to chat, just to rekindle, just to enjoy. That'll help you again. You're going to be put, you'll be accountable. You walk with your wife, a husband, a child, a parent. Did you succeed? Did you utilize what you had? Appreciate what you have while you have it. Did you appreciate each other? You try to give each other encouragement, et cetera, et cetera. And these moments are special. And again, during walks, during talks, during 
different hours. There's these mean words that are said, are said and hurtful words. Again, different levels. <clears throat> One to a hundred. <clears throat> Many times, instead of responding, just listen and listen and see how constructively you can respond. And then later on, again, figure what to do. So a weekly walk, a talk, parents should get it with each child as much as possible. Like we mentioned, the attention zone is crucial that every encounter with your mates, your parents, your children should be your first encouragement. Encourage the other person, Bamis. A big encouragement. Mommy, thank you. Supper is always good every night. Or thank you for doing my shirts and my dresses, my skirts. Get involved and then also be ready to, yes, sure. Get used to no tension by yes, sure. You'll see after a while that the yes, sure. You want to stay home? Good, yes, sure. You want to take a rest? Okay, yes, sure. <clears throat> and then to validate and make sure the other person's mean words, complaints, Able and hard, difficult times are validated and listened to. This is all crucial. And a person can create with his or her mate, his or her family, a tremendous actus, an attitude that's constructive. There are other times. Sometimes it takes away, takes time for a couple to go away together. Sometimes for a family to go away together. But these should be instrumental, these routines, to twofold. One is for the person himself, herself, to realize, appreciate what I have while I have it. Appreciate what I have while you have it. so many moments during the day. And a second fold we mentioned that to be able to let mean words fly by. With most words come and go. And not over major principles. Are dealing with feelings. Dealing with putting my square into her circle or my square into his circle. So it's a crucial way of thinking. And another aspect think about, mentioned also part of this idea of keeping on track. One, as we mentioned earlier, to make peace as soon as possible. All this is part of the system. Just to summarize, important that a person has to know, says in the Parsha, that it will be revealed to every person. Time of Shiach, people will be alive. Hashem will. Pay over Torah to all the people in the world. They will see that 
We are listening to Hashem's Torah, and the Torah will deal with the Holocaust, the details. And we'll deal with the three boys, and we'll deal with every time a mean word was said to you. And was told and how you responded to those mean words. And on the other hand, you'll be said, look at this, I gave you eyes. Again, appreciate what you have while you have it and how you utilized it. And if a person is able with a full heart to say, yes, Hashem, I'm living up to my potential, living up to what you want from me, Mr. Shem, you'll see very, very big stars and galaxies and rewards. Again, Ben Sion Griper, 718-339-6020. The Hair to Talk, again, 718-506-9099, extension 31. If a person wants uh, <clears throat> a book called Diamond Polishing or videos or hear old talks, person can text at 347-927-8398. Also, donations to the station are welcome. And the person can email www.jrootradio.com. And Hashem should bless us all with a slocha and bracha and all in yonam.